of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me is my co-host Kirsty Logan. Hi! And Rosie the gassy dog. The so far silent dog. Mm, we'll see. Let's just see how that goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and today we are talking about Fay Street 2. Did you say Fay Street? Did I? <laughs> I, I, I don't even listen to the words that come out of my mouth anymore. <laughs> Fair Sir is what we're watching today, which is 1978. Yes. Not really 1978, though. So the second in the new... Kid on 1978. The second in the new um, Fair Street trilogy. Exactly. I have to tell you that earlier today, my pal Eva, who listens to the podcast, hi Eva, hi, Eva. was like, oh my god, are you... Is, is it tomorrow's episode that you're doing number two? Because I need to hear your opinions. And I was like, why? <laughs> you were like, my opinion is it's a number two. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I had a brilliant yet horrifying moment recently where I don't never like to like say names of like professional people on the podcast in case they're like, don't tell anyone I listen to this dross. <laughs> that, um, I was emailing an editor because I wanted to blurb a very, very good book from a friend of ours, Julia Armfield, mm. Our Wives Under the Sea. It's fantastic. I think it's not out till next year, but it's really good. Um, so I was emailing her editor and her editor replied like, by the way, I love the podcast. And I was I had this moment of horror that it's like my two lives overlapped. <laughs> this is our filthy shame. This is, exactly. And, and I can't believe people are invested at all in it. I'm I like, know. oh, sorry. Sorry, do you listen to the podcast? It's like someone saying, oh, I spotted you eating out of a bin the other day. <laughs> see you shit yourself in public okay <laughs> this is very much like shake myself in public to it me really it's is. like eating out of a bin so <laughs> and yet we continue to come back for eight seasons <laughs> why do we hate ourselves heather um can i just tell listeners can i sum this entire episode up in the um the whatsapp exchange on saturday <laughs> night when you knew i was when I watched this film. Oh, yeah. And you were like, enjoy, or more realistically, don't. And then two hours later, I just sent you a text that was like, oh, oh dear. Oh, oh, oh dear. Rosie, oh, is that did you? She oh, she's such oh a my stinky. lord. Don't try and get past the no, microphone. No, no, no. Sit there in your shame. She just licked her lips right next to the oh. microphone. <laughs> Why are you such chaos? That is fucking awful, mate. Why are you so chaotic, my Rosie? Lord. <laughs> And look at her, like, tipping her little head back, like, yes, I'm very good. <laughs> That's Rosie's review. Just a horrible fishy pop. Oh, what if Mark so Commode stinky. reviewed films like that, Rosie? I know. Not good. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not quite at his level, are we? <laughs> um, should we talk about the poster um, for this film? These posters really give... Unreali unrealistic expectations for these films because they're good. They're really good. Like props to whoever designed the posters, they are great. Um, so here's what we've got. Uh, it's very retro looking. We've got in spiky, classically spiky horror letters, Theatre Street in red, and then Part Two, 1978 in like drippy slime letters. Yeah. To be fair, not relevant to the film, but no. <laughs> it does look good. And then we have the main character who is a woman of late teens, early 20s, maybe? <laughs> a woman of thin experience. Or... <laughs> a thin woman. She is a thin woman with red hair, looking frightenedly to the side. Yeah. And it says, find the truth. And here it says, tagline. Camp Nightwing. Oh, does it? Um, I can't see that. Oh, yeah, it's the... I see it. It's set in a camp. I see. And it immediately made me think of um, Darkwing Duck. Oh, God, yes. So it kind of coloured the whole film, really. But yeah, this is this is the Netflix um, production values coming it's through. Good, yeah, it's really good. And I have to say, all the films look great. Well, maybe if you watch them on mute, it would be better. Well, we'll come to that later. Oh, I'm excited! I've I can't got a wait. Point. Oh, I love a point, Heather. <laughs> okay, um, Rosie, what are you doing? Why are you sitting? Why is this happening, Rosie? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Okay. Uh, I also want to say up top, it took me three fucking attempts to watch this film. 
because it's so boring. <laughs> so, like, I started to watch it, and then I, I was watching it with Annie, and then I could see she picked up her phone almost immediately, and I was like... <sighs> So we persevered for a bit, and then I was like, Annie, will I switch this off? And she was like, yes, please. Oh, I just made David sit through it with me the whole thing. Oh, I... And then the third one, actually. In a row. I actually... Four hours of Fear Street. I actually made Annie watch the third one with me, and she was not allowed to look at her phone, and it was a punishment <gasps> for a naughty thing that she did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kirsty. <laughs> so frightening. <laughs> we kind of were... It was joking, but also not. <laughs> yeah, I love those. <laughs> you know? I was like, well, to make it up to me, you can watch this film <laughs> like when without I, looking um, at your phone. When I jokingly had to ask David to stop bringing me meals that were just like one item and then a plate of sauce. I mean, I would eat that. It well, was just like I? tomato like sauce. Like, it was just like tomato sauce was like 70% of the meal and there was no oh. nothing in it. Oh, I don't like that. It was really bizarre. Why did he do that? I don't know, but he did it three times. Did he times. make it or buy it? Yeah, he was making it. Okay. Oh, very delightful. Lovely. He just but really likes sauce, doesn't I have he? To, I don't even think he does so much. He's a saucy boy. He just loses <laughs> any, like, normal <laughs> behaviour sometimes. Wow. And I had to jokingly say, can you not bring me any more sauce-heavy <laughs> sauce meals? I'm... Or put something in it, or put the sauce on something. Like, the, the way I am sauce sufficiently is saucy. <laughs> I, wow. It was truly bizarre. Yeah. Well, Annie's thing is she didn't answer her phone when I phoned her. Which is an ongoing issue. Oh. Anyone out there who is in a relationship, maybe you have the same issue. That you're like, why do you have a fucking phone if you never fucking answer it? <laughs> anyway. That's very diva behaviour. Isn't it? <laughs> I needed you. I needed you and you didn't answer. <laughs> um, anyway. <clears throat> so eventually I watched the whole film. Okay. After a few tries. I'm going to do <clears throat> my dramatic reenactment of the opening scene. Okay. It's not quite as... Uh, dramatic as the first one because it's just not a very dramatic scene we should say it goes directly from the end of the first one yes they're very much like a trilogy and you have to watch all of them they're not a trilogy i've just realized according to the poster it's described as a, a film trilogy event oh, <laughs> have a day off <laughs> i got a, a notification on my phone earlier that told me like that maybe the british team in the olympics had won an eventing medal and i was like eventing <laughs> Eventing. What does that mean? Eventing. Eventing. Is that a sport? No. Surely just means they won a medal in an event. In event. Although why Great Britain eventers? Oh, it's it's a horsey word. Oh, oh that's why I don't know. Well, it. We've learned something today. <laughs> I I never want to learn horsey words. Eventing. So there's, you can say I have a gold medal in eventing. Britain's first gold eventing team gold. Britain's first so what's gold eventing. eventing what do you do? Gold. Does the horse throw an event? I think like it's the, yeah, they plan a wedding and then the wedding goes off without a hitch. Is it for the and horse or does the gold. horse plan it? Uh, it's a horse wedding and it's planned by horses as well. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> what, what would a horse want at their wedding? Uh, hay, <laughs> apples. Mud. Do they like mud? Mud. Maybe they don't like mud. Maybe they just, just have to have mud. I think I really feel like we're getting away from the content. Yeah, anyway. Okay, film. <laughs> trying to resist talking about this film. I've got like a thousand words of notes as well so mine get um more and more into caps oh, nice. <laughs> and then on. is it just punctuation <laughs> later okay here's the opening scene we begin with nirvana's cover of man who sold the world Very good. so you can add that to your 90s playlist from the previous movie um i will say this song at least was out in 1994 <laughs> unlike the ones in the first film as my brother ross pointed out hi ross i don't think he usually listens to this podcast but he listened to the one about the film <laughs> And he pointed out, you didn't say that a lot of the songs weren't even out in 94. And I was yeah. like, didn't think about that. Yeah. Would it, would, and yeah. Which adds, it was from, it was from Unplugged, Nirvana Unplugged in New York. So yeah, yeah, which was 94. So to be fair, this one was out, so she might have had it. Yeah. But it's a good point, which just adds to my theory that they just basically found a 90s playlist and played it on random in the first <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, I've got major issues. With everything, yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, but, the yeah, we must talk about the sound. Later yeah, on. it is a choice. They've definitely continued the soundtrack approach of the first film. Oh, it went way worse. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Oh, God, yeah, because it's so literal. Anyway, but yeah, we'll get to it. So, we meet a lady who has a lot of clocks. Clocks. Don't mix that one up. <laughs> 
She might also have a lot of cocks, but yeah. we don't see in the drawers, so we don't know. Who doesn't? Um, she eats a sad ready meal. She locks all her windows again. She falls asleep on her couch. And then, bang, bang, bang on the door. It's the boring lesbians. Um, also, the lady with a lot of clocks hides her dog in a closet. And I was like, is that a gay joke? <laughs> there was a gay joke in the first one. The fact that one of the lesbians was drowning in a fish tank. Fish tank, yeah. So I don't like, like it. Maybe that was a gay joke. Anyway, uh, so Clock Lady yells at the boring lesbian main girl from the other film, whose name I've forgotten Dina. already. Dina? Dina. Right. She yells at Dina, um, asking, why the hell did you come here? And I was like, you phoned her. Yeah, you know why. That's why she came. <laughs> <laughs> why are you asking her that? Anyway, again, I'm like... Just like how we read the books more than anyone else. I'm like, did anybody watch this? <laughs> Is there a script editor involved Did you watch here? it back <laughs> before, before it got released? Um, what Dina wants is help to unpossess her girlfriend. But the oh, clock... Just give her away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to possess just her possess her. But the clock lady says, no, you can't fight the witch. Just run. Um, but then she relents for some reason. Uh, there's, she... They, there's some chat and something She basically says, please, and then she's like, okay then. I mean, the reason is that there would be no movie if she didn't yeah. relent, is the reason why. Um, they tie the possessed girlfriend up in the bathroom, and they say, she totally can't get out. And I was like, wow, that's some subtle foreshadowing. I like that. <laughs> so then... Hang on, is the clock thing ever explained? Why no, not? it's not. <laughs> okay. Apart from, I think it's just meant to show that she's really neurotic. Or she's waiting, or... or... Something comes out at a particular time. Yeah, but that's never referred to again. No, I don't think the so. The clock either. thing, it's like she has all these alarm clocks set. I'm also like, why well, don't you could just have one alarm clock and reset it? But okay. Yeah. So she has like an alarm clock set for when she has to feed the dog and then for when she has to blah, blah, blah. No, it's never explained. Oh. There's no issue of time or clocks or schedules or. Netflix, I will script edit your <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just to show she's not doing that well okay <laughs> i guess but i have to say in films every time they show a character not doing very well they're still always very uh beautiful yeah. <laughs> they still always have great skin and what is considered an attractive body type she had time to uh condition her hair exactly <laughs> she did she's definitely got concealer on <laughs> any so. mental illness is only okay if you are still perfectly put together. Oh, if it's like a sexy one. Yeah. Like, we've all seen Girl Interrupted. Mental... We know what sexy mental illness is supposed to look like. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is a really good uh, storyline in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the mm. TV show. Okay. She talks about that a lot. Okay. The, like, sexy mentally ill look. Mm. Yeah, anyway. So, flashback. 1978. That was the opening scene, by the way. Sorry, it wasn't a very dramatic reenactment. Oh, wait, we should say that... It just wasn't a very dramatic scene. The, the girl with all the clocks is like... Yeah, well, you know, I I experienced this in 1978. Yeah. And then we go back to... 1978. Yes. Da-da! That was um, Law and Order. I don't know why I did that. I think that was the start of uh, Windows uh, 95. <laughs> God, I miss Windows 95. Oh, God, why? I don't know. I just liked it. <laughs> okay. Life was so much easier in those days. So here's what we have. A redhead girl, the one off the poster, mm -hmm. is being hunted through the woods by some dickhead fellow teens who hang her by her wrists from a tree for being a witch. Yeah? With me? Yeah. There's, you'll, I'll lose you now. Yeah. Because there's one guy and three bitchy brunette girls who are completely impossible to tell apart. Yeah. Why do they keep casting people who look so similar to each other? Can I just say it would be super fucking helpful if there was anyone in this film that wasn't white because they all look... The fucking same. Yeah. No, there is it's one really black confusing. guy later on. In this film? Yeah. Well, well there's an issue with that. Yeah. There, well, there are some non-white people in this, yeah. but there is an even worse issue yeah. to do with that. Um, but all the main characters are white and have the same hair. Two of the main girl characters, the other girl and the camp characters, I like. I, I found them completely indistinguishable. In, and in fact, I kept being like, why is the character changing so much? And then I realised they're two different people. Oh, yeah. And also it's quite confusing. Although I like it in theory, the way that the same actors are in the different films. But like, so in the next film, which we'll get to, they play a different role. Yeah. 
but it's the same actors, and I quite like that, except it didn't really work because I really struggled to tell them apart, so sometimes I couldn't tell if it was meant for the same person or not. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's who we have. Um, one of the brunettes burns the redhead's arm with a lighter, but then she's saved by two other guys who also look the same as the first guy. Yeah. So now we have, we can tell redhead apart, but then we have three girls and three guys none of whom I can tell apart at any point. No. So that is great. And already, like, the girl... So there's the girl, the main girl, whose name... Well, we is... find it out, but I'm like, we find it out, I think, really late on. Yeah. I was like, did we already know her name? It's Yeah, I don't think we do, but okay. it's Ziggy, isn't it? Yeah. Or Ziggy. I couldn't, I couldn't really I think tell. they're saying Ziggy. Okay. You know, like, you know, David Bowie. I thought she was supposed to be, like... A little bit Sissy Spacek looking, but oh, Sissy Spacek yeah. if she was fucking gorgeous. Because Sissy Spacek, she's odd looking. Sort of straddles that line of like beautiful but also weird looking. Yeah. Like um, out Wendy out of The Shining. What's her name? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, Shelley Duvall. She's like beautiful but weird looking also. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. this girl's just like very attractive, yeah. very conventionally she's just attractive. pretty, mm-hmm. and it never goes anywhere because this whole thing about her like getting ba- getting a. Uh, burned and like blah she's a witch she's a witch she never does anything witchy no there's no like nothing and then later on she's like oh would you want to be with like the weird girl from shady side and it's like what weird what's weird done? about you like, you're a very thin gorgeous attract conventionally attractive red-headed girl who's just got like a bit of a pissy attitude like oh uh, you do you want to be with the weird girl the witch like what it felt like they'd got like three different scripts and put them together and then all kinds of weird overlap had happened and then they dropped things and then it was like is that supposed to be about this character or what's going on it's like they're saying we'll make this character a real outcast and you're like but you haven't so i'm thinking about like welcome to the dollhouse like do you remember that film no it's i was gonna say it's really good is it good it's disturbing (laughs) i remember really liking it when i was a teenager but i don't know i haven't revisited it so it's a film about this character called dawn wiener and she's got like big thick glasses and like big frizzy hair. And she's um, Heather Matarazzo. Matarazzo? I don't know how you say her name. I you don't know who that is? Advice, no. You don't know who any actors are. No. But anyway, it's her. No, I haven't seen any films. Who again is kind of gawky, kind of awkward looking. Mm-hmm. And like she is a real outcast in yeah. the school. And she kind of looks like she would be an outcast if it was real life. Yeah. So I'm like, that's good casting. Yeah. This one. Again, or she again, does a good Sissy job. Spacek. Yeah, exactly. You can believe her in that role. I don't mean to slag off this actress, because, like, I think she does a good job with what she's given, but, like, it's really hard to see her as an outcast. I don't think she does a good job. Oh. In fact... <laughs> well, I think she does an alright job. Eva told me today that she's in um, Stranger Things, and I was oh, fucking I like stunned. Things. Like, I have not seen Stranger Things, but it's supposed to be very good. And I'm like, well, I think she's fucking is awful. it good or is it nostalgic? Which is also the question about these films. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go right thing. ahead and say this one's fucking shit. This is a catastrophically bad film. This is the worst of the three, Oh, I think. by like a country mile. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. I would say even if you want to watch the films, why would you? Um, <laughs> you could probably skip this one. Yeah. There's a reason it took me three goes. There's not a single... Oh, right, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll wait. Okay, we'll get into it. I'll wait. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> me holding so, back my opinions. Ziggy, our redhead, she is spiky and feisty. Um, and I guess we are meant to like her, although, as we've established, Heather and I didn't really like her. No. And she tells the guy who flirts with her that she's, quote, not like the other girls. No. <laughs> well, because she's like, oh, maybe I should just be like all the other girls and do so-and-so. And you're like, how are you fucking different than the other fucking girls? Because That's she such a toxic around. attitude. Because she stomps around, Kirsty, and that makes her better. Awful. Okay, Q. The 70s playlist, which appears to be on random, just like the 90s Getting playlist. <laughs> So we have that. We have Don't Fear the Reaper. Not all just now, but throughout the film. We have Ever Fallen in Love, Don't Leave Me This Way, Slow Ride. Like, they're jams, don't get me wrong. But like, they don't fit. It's just, it made me think of like, you know, you used to get those TV adverts that it was like, not available in stores. <laughs> and it was this CD, a, com- a compilation CD yes. that you could buy. It's like that. I just wanted to check if that uh, Buzzcock song was in fact in the late 70s and unfortunately it was i but... checked them all actually but oh, yeah really? they are <laughs> it was so fucking tedious <laughs> well because i hadn't noticed it in the last one until my brother pointed it out but like yeah. he works in music so right he would know that stuff okay he probably knows the dates of when everything was out but it's like i would say aggressively obnoxious music 
yeah, choices. I mean, not choices. They're all good songs, but like, it's just like, it's so. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it until later. I'm gonna keep it until later. Okay. And they're so on the nose. That's yeah. Yeah, but we'll get into that. Okay, so yeah. here we are. We're at a summer camp where everyone is from either Shady Side or Sunnyvale. And they're gonna fuck up again. I'm trying not to have to be. They fucking hammer this fucking shit into I the know, ground, I like know. what, like you, like Sunnyvale, like uh, like what, just because I'm from Shadyville or whatever it is. No, no. I hate the whole thing. Stop it. Any, yeah, stop it. Any kind of like socioeconomic nuance that was in the first film is just fucking rinsed out of this one. It's just, oh my god, I had to look up whether the same people wrote this film as the first one. Uh huh. And they did like. For all three, they seem to have got like three people, three main writers on each, and then but they're not the the same three, but it'll be like a crossover of two. Okay, between each one, if that makes sense. So I don't know who fucked this one up so badly, but it was just like a world away. It was not good. (sighs) Well, if you think the music is on the nose, let's talk about the dialogue. Oh my god, the dialogue. Okay, so here we go. We meet the redhead's uptight sister who is scrubbing red moss off the toilets and snogging her handsy boyfriend. And then she goes to find her friend who was supposed to be helping her, but oh no, she's shagging her boyfriend to Cherry Bomb. Except they're not shagging. Well, can we talk about this? Here's what happens. Because they're fully fucking on a table and then in the next shot she's like fastening her shorts. So I'm like... How does that work anatomically? I don't think they were. I think they were pretending to fuck. Was she... But what? Why would you pretend to fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you do that? Because I was like, oh, wow, real sex. Like, full full fucking aggressive shagging. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, wait, no, it can't have been because they've got their clothes now on. now you've got your clothes on. Yeah. But she didn't have her clothes on initially. Um, I do want to say I that don't this, understand. this character, Alice, uh, unfortunately, looks a lot like uh, Junior Susie, who does our sound and editing. And I, oh, do you think? Yeah, I think she looks exactly what Susie would have looked like at that age. And I say unfortunately, oh. because the character is a fucking arsehole, and Susie is a very lovely woman. God, she does look a bit like Susie. I, realized, I just realised that I was like, unfortunately, she looks like Susie. Susie's very not gorgeous. Arsehole, yeah. I'm not like, oh no, she looks like Susie. Yeah. Oh no. I mean... Poor Susie. Yeah. Because this fucking arsehole looks like a junior her. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? I, yeah, I can see it now. I can't believe you didn't... I didn't see it at the time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> She's got the same, like, the sort of short blonde hair and, like, the kind of baby face. Yeah. And, yeah. Baby dad look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except depressingly, she's not. <laughs> or maybe she is. She's fucking a basic dude anyway. Oh, and also, she smokes drugs oh my god drugs and also she's got short hair so you know she's wild like the f- she speaks through her teeth she's like, got like, a, like a real slushy way of talking like, like all her ashes are like this like she mm, i'm a tough so i speak through my jaw like i wow just i hated her from the fucking first second so obnoxious there's not a single likable character in this film no, like really not isn't. one they, Not one. They really want us to like Redhead, but I I don't like her. She's a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. Oh god. Like get a grip on yourself. I also wondered about um I'm gonna refer to her as drug slut through the <laughs> <laughs> notes. Uh, which Susie is, Drug Slut. <laughs> Susie Drug Slut, because that's how the film wants us to see her. Yeah. Um and this is not meant to be a slight to her in any way. I am attempting to reclaim the words <laughs> drug and slut because why shouldn't she? <laughs> do drugs and fuck whoever she wants. The the film really wants us to judge her for it, but I'm yeah. like, no. Susie drug slut, you fuck who you want. You do your drugs. I'm You're judging not hurting her anyone. because she's just a tedious person and a massive well, arsehole. Yeah. And they're like and she just hates Cindy, who's Ziggy's sister. Yes. So Ziggy is the redhead. I've just called them redhead and uptight because okay. that's because yeah. everyone gets one character trait. Yeah. Uh, oh oh do they <laughs> do they Kirsty. Wow. So we've got uptight, drug slut and redhead. Yeah. That's who we get. I should say this. I watched this film with um, a person who has a film degree. Uh-oh. And I've got a series of his comments later on. Because they were very good points. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. F- film criticism corner. <laughs> Whereas we just generally are like, that's bit was shit. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. My also, my also question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, is... The drug slut is called Alice, and I wondered if that was a reference to the book Go Ask Alice. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Which was, like, a big thing in the 70s, which was meant to be the anonymous diary of a girl 
who gets into drugs yeah. and has a tragic ending, but it turned out it was fake. Yeah. But I remember reading it as a teenager. That, so it was an anti-drugs thing. Yeah. We, uh, we, we've got a CD player on our car. So, and we've made a rule that we only listen to charity shop CDs. So we have like a selection of incredibly bad compilation albums, but it's quite fun. And um, what what were we listening to the other day? Oh yeah, one of them's got, sorry if you can hear the um, the, the touch of me against these. Uh, the touch uh, of me. <laughs> That's what your memoir should be called. Oh my Lord. A touch of me by I Heather Perry. I did a Perry. lot of conversing yesterday and it's ruined both my voice and my brain because we're not used to socializing. Um, what was the saying? Oh yeah, I mean, it's got this like anti-drugs. Oh, White Lines. I didn't realise that White Lines is in do 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 is an anti-drugs song. What did and you we think like, it was about? I was like, it's making drugs sound really cool, and then it's but got it says, like don't do it in it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, were well, you like do do it? There were two verses, and I was like, he's not. He's he's making it sound great, and then at the end, it's oh, and then like you won't have your brain or something. I was like, that's really shoehorned. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it really put anyone off. <laughs> <laughs> like those um anti like drugs cartoons in the eighties, oh, yeah. like the Thundercats cats episode where they like all get high on on like sniffing some plant or something. I do not remember that. Well, a lot of those kids want them to do a lot of drugs in the nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. I do remember that famously one of the worst episodes of Buffy is the anti alcohol one. <laughs> the the one it's called Be a Bad if you've seen it no. No, well I, I, I must have seen it must have seen it at the time because yeah. I did a big Buffy rewatch recently mm-hmm. like sort of at the start of lockdown with my pal we watched it and like chatted on WhatsApp about it and uh, that was a really bad episode yeah really bad I just find it weird that they shoehorn these things in I know like do they think teenagers are that thick I mean maybe they are yes. I was <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway yeah I was not put off by that so maybe I wasn't that thick anyway We've got loads to get through. Yeah, oh god, sorry. Right, let's get back to it. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry, I just I ate a sandwich. Into tears. <laughs> so upset it's by my so sandwich. terrible. So the redhead goes fully snooping around the nurse's stuff. Rude. Yeah. And then she sees a picture of a witch mark. Ooh. Ooh. Boring plot point. <laughs> also, yeah, at this point I was like, oh, she's called Ziggy. And if we did know that before, I wasn't aware of it. No, I don't think we... Yeah, we did That was the point I realised. I was like, is it Ziggy or Ziggy? I also didn't know whether Alice was called Alice or Alex for ages. Like, oh, yeah. or, or Cindy. Cindy, I was like, so why? I, what's her name? Like, C- Cindy. Okay. Ziggy like, and Cindy. Why aren't they introduced properly? I don't know. They made this last, right? I think. Yeah, and you can really, like two hours. You can really fucking tell. Because it seems like all the money's run out. Do you like think? yeah, some of the shots in the dark are too dark. I was like, I can't fucking see what's going on. Like, none of the characters seem to introduce themselves properly. I didn't know who anyone was. Oh, yeah, I was and a lot like, of it is in the dark. Is this really? Is this at the end of the budget? Like the tail end of the budget? And like they also, made one three. Yeah, and they were like, fuck, we need a middle one. Oh, that's what we meant Bugger. to do. That was last week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were supposed to do that. I think they did make them like at the same time. Yeah, around. I'll look. Anyway. Look, I'll, I'll Google it. Okay. Um, I've see. I've avoided. I've seen a lot of hot takes. Right. And I've avoided them all. Oh yeah. I wanted to, you know, have my pure take <laughs> on this, <laughs> which is Kirstie's deeply unintellectual and stupid. But anyway, okay. Um, Ziggy asks the nurse what a witch's mark is, and the music, the subtle, subtle music, which at least it's not the seventies playlist. It's like instrumental now, and it fully goes, da dum, <laughs> like as if we didn't know. This was going to be something, Yeah, the music tells us. Um, and then we learn in a massive info dump, which just is maybe the worst dialogue I've ever heard, <laughs> that the nurse's daughter killed seven people and herself, and the whole time the music goes, wow, woo, 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 <laughs> like spooky, spooky music. Um, although I will say it's about as subtle as Robot Stein, so maybe it's on purpose. All right. this So this is my main issue with it. There's not... Like, four seconds, four consecutive seconds of silence in this whole fucking film. Like, David pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, you're right. And then yeah. and then every time a new song starts, well, it's a mix of, like, diegetic and non-diegetic music. So it's a mix of things they're listening to and things that we, as the viewers, are party to that they're not. So, like, the tonal music, right? They're like, oh, we're having a sad scene. There, there seriously isn't half a minute where there's not one of those two. Yeah. It's fucking sensorily completely overwhelming. And it's like, it doesn't trust you at all. 
Like, he doesn't trust you as a viewer to know that when she's talking about her fucking dead daughter, that's sad. It goes, here's some sad music. Ah. And then when that's finished, there's two seconds, and then it's back to, like... Spooky music. Fucking Don't Fear the Reaper or whatever oh, yeah. it is. Like, it, I, it, it was unbelievable. David pointed it out. And then, like, I almost couldn't watch the film. I, it's that bad. When you start noticing it, yeah. it's so overwhelming. You know how writers sometimes get paid by the word? Yeah. Do you think the sound design <laughs> people were paid by the minute of sound? <laughs> if you're going to watch this film, I think it would be better to watch it on mute with the captions on. I genuinely oh, yeah. do. Like, Can I, I say, do. I also had to watch uh, this one and the next one with the captions on. Perhaps I am just losing my hearing in my old age, but... <laughs> They don't fucking enunciate, and I couldn't understand what anybody was saying, so I actually had the captions on anyway. I, thought, I wish I couldn't understand what anyone was saying, because the dialogue was dire. My lord. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the dialogue, because it's info dump time! Yeah. <laughs> so then in this massive info dump, Redhead and Uptight tell us the following. Uptight needs to save for college... They have a single mom, and they're from Shadyside, and therefore trash. Mm. And then after a little bit, we have another massive info dump in which we learn the following. Their dad left, their mom drinks, they're going to lose the house. And all of this is conveyed in dialogue, basically like I just said it. Yeah. She goes, well, you know, maybe if dad hadn't left and mom didn't drink and blah. And you're like, that's not how people talk to each other. It's, there's no subtext. It's all text. Yeah. And also... Their relationship is almost exactly the same as the relationship, the tension, sorry, between um, the lesbian characters in the first movie, which is that Mm. one of them has, like, started dressing differently, is, like, getting out almost, you know, by, like, becoming another, like, a a Sunnyvaler. Sunnyvale and Shadyside, they're the ones, aren't they? Yep. Not Sunnydale, that's Buffy. I know, that's why I'm getting confused. (laughs) They totally did that on purpose. (laughs) But I'm like, okay, so you could have come up with a different tension between them there no okay all right and then she's just they're just so mad at each other like for literally nothing and there's just no stakes there's no stakes except they will ram some stakes in there <laughs> completely just like unearned like... <laughs> 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 yeah it just, yeah i just hate it i just hate it it's so tonally inconsistent as well it's like fucking all over the fucking shop like oh Okay, speaking of tonal inconsistency, I love your, I love your segues. Uh, so we're having an info dump, and then suddenly the nurse has some kind of psychotic break and s- tries to stab Uptight's boyfriend. Hansy. Yeah, Hansy. <laughs> Thank you. That's his name. Um, to this... Oh, I, hate, I can't even say this out loud. She tries to stab him to the first cut is the deepest. <laughs> I hate it, Heather. I, I hate it here. I think they mainly did the music choices by Shazam. So they just had the actors read what was supposed to be going on. And the first song that came up, they were like, yeah, just buy yeah, that just one. Yeah, just put that on. Just buy that. Um, I hate it. Yeah, I awful. hate it so much. Awful. Not even funny. No. Just shit. Again, I'm like, was that meant to be funny? Was it meant to be subtle? Was it meant to be... I don't know. R.L. Stein, are you in charge of this one? Is this why it's awful? Do you know what it made me think of? That video that we like... Uh, the YouTube one with... <laughs> fuck, why can't I think of anything? This movie has rotted my brain. <laughs> the Suicide Squad about editing. Yeah. The Art of Editing and Suicide Squad. What's yeah. his name? Uh, the guy... Folding Ideas. No, Thank you, folding yes. Ideas? It is Folding Ideas. He's got a video about Suicide Squad and he talks about the music and how lazy it is. Mm. That it's just literally whatever you would think of. Sorry, I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> oh. There she goes. We won't edit it out we either. Won't. We no. won't. So, speaking of lazy, we won't edit out these multiple sneezes. No, I'll try not to. Yeah, it's just like, how can we? Uh, like, there's no, there's no like transliteration into the music. No. It's just like they've gone. What is exactly that? Oh, we'll use that. <laughs> oh, but there we go. <laughs> you laughed as you sneezed. Then that was really bizarre. At least I didn't shout. <laughs> That you know of. <laughs> I wouldn't admit it if I had. <laughs> so, also, one of the other boys' dads, I can't tell the boys apart, a boy, his dad is a cop who died, and now he wants to be a cop, so I guess he's the knockoff Hugh Grant from the first film. Oh, and in... Do you remember? Yes. Mm-hmm. And in uh, being completely on the nose with no subtlety whatsoever, his surname is Good. And it's that, all that... 
all having him and the other people in his family called good, obviously, because they're a family. <laughs> That's how it works, usually. Um, that is building up to one line in the third film. Yep. And I fucking Which they were it. really happy with. Yeah, they were. <sighs> and they really did not deserve to be. No. Awful. But that's what happened. Okay. Now here's what happens. Luckily, I'm going to skim over a lot please, of the middle. The, the, the entire middle part, I, I'm going to sum up in a paragraph. Oh, can't much. wait. Can't wait. So, will I do it quick? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast on 1.5 speed, I would go back to normal speed. <laughs> because I'm going to speak really fast now. Here we go. <clears throat> Shadyside and Sunnyvale are having a capture the flag colour war, which can go on a list of American things that we don't understand, because I don't know what either of those things mean. Also... Uptight's boyfriend is having a weird, having weird witch visions, Hansy, and one of the indistinguishable guys talks to Ziggy about Stephen King books, so you can check that off your bingo card, and in the nurse's office they find a weird map, and they wander around in the dark following it. This film is very fast-paced, just like me talking right now, and lots happens, and I don't give a shit about any of it. Yep. And here's what happens in the middle part. <clears throat> They find a creepy witch house in the woods with a big stone witch mark on the floor and names carved on the wall, including the nurse's daughter, remember, who killed all the people, and also Uptight's boyfriend, Hansie. He immediately grabs an axe and kills Drug Slut's boyfriend. I guess he can be boy Drug Slut. Um, <laughs> and then Uptight and Drug Slut run into the caves and trap Uptight's boyfriend, Hansie, beneath a rock slide, but now they're trapped. Meanwhile, the flag game is going on and Redhead and other boy trap one of the mean brunettes in the toilet with a bunch of bugs. There's still an hour left of fucking movie <laughs> and it goes on like this for a bit. Blah, 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 witch. Blah, 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 flag game. Blah, 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 Redhead is spiky and troubled. Blah, 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 Uptight's boyfriend kills loads of shady side of characters that we've never seen before and I don't care about, including the film's only characters of colour who were introduced and killed within one minute. Yep. Also, we get told about 20 times that shady side is cursed. Yeah. <sighs> that was very good. Thanks. That was very impressive. <laughs> you can go back to 1.5 speed if you want. <laughs> why Why did Drug Slot go into the map cave with uh, Cindy? Because they hate each other. Why was that? Well, I think they used to be friends. Yeah. And then they stopped being friends. Because yeah. Uptight became too uptight. But So then why did they go in the caves together? I don't know. I can't remember that. And why? Why a lot of this? I do like that... Um, drug slut and male drug slut uh, like take some drugs at one point and then down in the caves they're like oh it's just Tylenol yeah <laughs> that was quite that was quite cool that was quite good that's the only what's your depressing corner called Kirsty's oh yeah KKK the... corner of uh, delights oh, <laughs> please don't call it that it was a, not the bit I actually quite like or surprisingly good bit yeah <laughs> do I have a surprisingly good bit? I do have a favourite line. I Oh, nice. Okay. I actually do have the only good thing Oh, okay. later on. But, the uh, only good it. thing. The only... <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> it's just so fucking awful. Like, you know, I just don't care about any of this stuff as well. Like, I hate all the characters. I couldn't give a fuck about any of this. Like, I know. one thing I did think is that I wouldn't want to be the film's only black characters in 1978 doing something called a colour war. Like, oh god, yeah. I don't know what colour war is. Like I, I just that is. Like, is it like capture the flag? It, yeah. But right. I don't know what that is either. But it's it's it was just another reason to lay on the oh Shady Side's bad and Sunny Bale's good and, and also can I ask who is in charge of this camp? Because if no you adults. know Well, but also if you know that there is this tension between two neighbouring towns and you're like, oh, we're all going to have a friendly competition. Don't make the two fucking teams the neighbouring towns. Why would they all be at the same camp? <laughs> well, I suppose, I don't, I don't know how camps work. I don't, we, don't we don't understand. Do that. That's also like, American things that we don't understand. I just truly don't get it. Like, I don't what's get going summer on? camps. Why don't you just play out in the street? Just go and get drunk at a bus stop like a fucking normal teenager. <laughs> Fuck someone you don't like right. because you've had some white lightning uh, right. beneath a bush in a park. Like everyone else, normal. Try and dare each other to smoke and pretend like you've smoked before, but you haven't actually, and you try not to go off just like a fucking normal teenager. Pretend you've gone to school and then go home and then skip out all your class like a normal kid. I know. Pretend you've got a girlfriend and you met her in France and you don't know if she goes to another school. <laughs> <laughs> this is normal teenage behaviour. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, all like just the, all the dialogue was fucking awful. Nothing made any sense. You get these like really unearned big emotional moments as well. So like, you know, they're in the cave. Are you doing a bit more plot? Will I tell you this after you've done a bit more plot? Um, I basically just have the wrap up to do. Oh. I, I, basically, the almost the entire final hour 
is summed up by blah blah witch blah blah flag game blah blah spiky redhead blah blah he kills a load of people that's it yes that goes on for like 45 minutes yeah so possessed handsy is basically going and killing loads of people and then cindy and drug slut uptight and drug slut uptight (laughs) and drug slut um (laughs) are trying to get out of the hole (laughs) and uh (laughs) sorry and then like what happens to drug slut she slips a little bit and gets something in her leg and then she does this like big emotional fucking speech where we get the ha 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 this you know the swelling music to tell us it's like, an emotional moment. Life is moment. hard for me too. Life is really hard. There's a reason that I do drugs and drink and have sex, and it's because I'm actually really sad. Uh, and you're like, wow, why would you? Wh- yeah. Where does this come from? Well, there is one any character. Sense. There is one character, the kind of hippie girl with the long brown hair who does drugs and have sex, has sex just because she likes it, and then she's killed. So yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, but like. It just came... Why would she... We've done no character work. We've done no character work. Like... Because everybody gets one thing. Everyone gets one character trait. Yeah, the fucking characterization is just atrocious. Like, I think maybe Eva said this. This is the last time I will reference Eva on this conversation. But she said earlier... Like, is this your film degree pal? Uh, no, this... Uh, <laughs> uh, film degree pal is David. Oh. Eva, I didn't know David had a film degree. He does. I'm just learning all kinds of things today. <laughs> but yeah, Eva mentioned like... She just felt like by the end of the film they'd gone on an emotional journey that she wasn't party to. And I was like, yeah, and not only were we not party to it, it's if if that emotional journey happened in these characters, it's in direct contravention of what they've done and said throughout the entire film. Like, you know, fucking drug slut has just been a real twat to uptight for the whole thing. And then she does this big, well, I actually only do just drugs because I'm really sad. Like, why would you do that? And they keep having these big emotional moments in times where they just should be fucking running away or like... Mm. You know, it's something time sensitive is happening. No, I'm just gonna sit here and do like a six minute monologue. Oh, oh. like why? If that happened, you would be like, I, I don't mean to be rude, but <laughs> fucking go. But it was something's chasing us. Maybe we could run. <laughs> it wasn't in the classic kind of horror sense where it's like you're going, oh my god, no, you need to be going. It's like they seem to not know. They seem to not. They they seem to be just completely lifted out of their scenario to then have this big emotional moment, unearned, make no sense, no reason for it to be happening annoying and then you just go on with the story anyway it was like it's like a it's like it's been put together of jigsaw pieces that don't fit like the the one bit out of like a hundred jigsaws do you know i mean the lost part yeah like the film of lost jigsaw pieces or do you know what it made me think of right there's a thing that i've heard of uh in writing Mm mm-hmm when people talk about like how to write and it's called um, action reaction mm-hmm. so that you can structure a book that a series of scenes that's action and then reaction right but you wouldn't literally it's not meant to be literal you don't like have like every chapter is, yeah, yeah you don't have like chapter one is an action scene chapter two they think about the action chapter three is an action scene chapter it's not meant to be like that it's not just be like pong exactly <laughs> It's meant to be more subtle than that and it's just a, you're supposed to just not have way too heavily on one or the other so it's meant to show consequence as well because you're not supposed to have stuff happen in a story and then there's no consequences to it but i feel like they have literally structured this action reaction action reaction with no buffer with no buffer yeah it is emotional pong Mm -hmm. except like the pong's weird as well like (laughs) it's a different ball every time it's weird (laughs) so everyone being like what what's pong what's she talking about i know she's gonna reference miss pac-man next well, speaking of nostalgia... Get out. Nice segue. This is great. Thanks. This, I know. What's happening here? I want to have a little aside for nostalgia. Um, because there's a bit in this film where Drug Slut touches this big, throbbing, fly-infested lump on the ground. Oh, yeah. Question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she gets these witch visions, yeah. I guess, including a bit where a guy in a mask is drowning someone in a lake, which I swear to fuck does not exist in this film. No, it's Friday the 13th. And it's from Friday the 13th. So I was like, okay, so we're covering all nostalgia now. So we've had the 90s nostalgia to appeal to people who remember the 90s. Now we've got the 70s nostalgia mm-hmm. to appeal to people who remember the 70s. So I'm intrigued that the next film has been marketed to appeal to those who remember 1666. <laughs> <laughs> the 350-year-olds is was, an untapped market. Or in the 1980s was their uh, 1666 revival uh, movement. <laughs> Everyone started dressing like pilgrims and stuff. I don't know if that's when know. the pilgrims were. I just... That that one scene made me really angry. Why is Jason in it? What, it why is fucking Jason in it? Oh. That made me really irritated because I was like, that is also returned to in the next film. We have that shot again. And I'm like, that shot 
It's not in this fucking film. I thought I'd hallucinated it. I swear I'd, I'd it wasn't in this film. Wine by this point, so I was like, oh, maybe that's just me. But... I had gone into some kind of boredom coma, but I swear, <laughs> listeners who've seen this film, is that in this film? And we just like zoned out. Well, I don't I, believe it is. Can I actually talk about the like truly insane choices of like any time there was an action scene? You know, capital letters, capital A, capital C. We're doing an action scene now. They filmed it. Capital C. <laughs> for scene. <laughs> I'm an editor. That was good. I'm a writer. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> C for scene. Yeah. It's a silent S. No? Yeah. <laughs> That's why you say scene. Um, they filmed it at, like, the most bizarre frame rate I've ever seen. How do you know when it's a bizarre frame rate? Because it looked choppy, and then they'd sped it up. It, it was like they'd... But it's all digital, of course. So what they've done is then, like, removed, um, like, shot, like, uh, oh. frames from the thing. Did you not see... Like, the way it, it looks all, like, juddery. It looked, like... It was like a fucking... What's the... <laughs> to be fair, like I Like a have, Benny Hill bit. I've got a little yoga ball, and I spent the whole film bouncing on my yoga ball, so maybe my up and down <laughs> movement counteracted. Go back and watch any, like, action bit, any bit where they're running. It was... I, I cannot fathom why they did it. I, I didn't notice. Or I'm not. Was I on drugs? Did someone spike me or something? Well, I noticed a weird thing in the next film, which we will get to when we do um, at the end of the season when we do the next film. That I noticed. Have they put some kind of weird filter on? Because I thought a lot of the shots, their faces looked like they were CG. They looked like a computer game. Right. And then I was like, Is this my eyes? Is this my Wi-Fi fucking up? Because they just. It looked really CG. It was really weird. Like a weird HDR filter. I don't know. What I mean, it was. they do they do filter everything. So like, it just looked fake. You'll get blue filters on like anything that's supposed to look cold, and then you'll yeah. get like the yellow. Like, yeah, it's just like. But maybe they have used some kind of weird technology on this. I mean, any like, please, if you've seen it, <laughs> listeners, if you've seen it, and I'm not tripping, please do tell us on like social media because I th- I thought I was losing my mind. I was like, why on earth would you do that? Just what is going on with this whole film? Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay, you ready for the end? Oh, okay. Gentleman <clears throat> of my life, yes I am. So eventually, Uptight stabs Hansi, her yeah. possessed boyfriend, to save Redhead. And then they join forces with Drug Slut to bury the witch's severed hand, which hasn't come up before this point, I don't believe. Um, there's always a plot in these films to destroy the witch, and I never quite follow what the plan is or why. It's that she's had to cut her hand off for some reason, and they need to put the hand back with the body, and then they w- the curse will be I'm lifted. I'm just so sure that was never mentioned previous to this. Yeah, the <laughs> hand also looks like absolute fucking dog shit. Like, it's <laughs> such a badly done prop. and It's like the moss, the red moss as well. I'm like... Where's the Netflix money? What's well, all gone on the fucking soundtrack? That's where it's oh, gone. Yeah, they've the run out. To the songs. They've, they've run out of like actual production value money because they've spent it on the fucking soundtrack. Meanwhile, Sorry. all the rights holders are like, yeah, <laughs> all the music rights holders. Um, so anyway, the witch like regenerates question out of goo, kind of. You got out of goo, haven't you? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> got some right now. Um, and then also uptight's boyfriend Hansi also regenerates question except now he has a potato sack on his head which i guess was a choice to save on makeup effects or because the stab wound in his head would look too scary because he's been stabbed in the head and that's how he is dead or it's just a reference to um the dark knight trilogy with scarecrow who fucking knows anymore or it's just it's just scarier when people have masks on yeah. i feel like it would be scarier if he had a stab wound in his head but okay yeah that's that is weird your choice um, all the three girls are horribly killed. Yeah. The end. Well, But it's not the end, Heather. <laughs> you were like, please stop talking. <laughs> no, no. Because then what happens is that a guy who I think is good, the yeah, future cop. Mr. Good. I really struggle to tell these guys apart. He does CPR on Ziggy. And even though she's been hit multiple times in the chest and belly with a fucking axe. Yeah. She's fine. Kirsty. So... At the end, we've got these two girls, the two sisters being, like, murdered by all these murderers who've have been, re, you know, there's, there's several murderers that they've yeah. been essentially uh, encircled by. Just like in the first one when there was, like, the whole gang of previous victims, yeah. blah, blah, came back, yeah. And then Uptight is, like, trying to sacrifice herself for her sister. Uptight girl. Every time now. <laughs> 
hype girl is trying to like save her sister by being like no kill me and again the emotional journey has not occurred there nothing has happened to change their relationship or for them to have any growth or grow together or anything like that very strange and it also doesn't work so she throws ziggy away but also ziggy gets caught by the other murderer and then they're both just getting annihilated by like like over and over very violently hit cindy is is axed in the thorax about a dozen times and she's still speaking like what the fuck like coherently speaking as well yeah and well then not to me i had the sound sound Subtitles. Are you okay? <laughs> I had the subtitles on. I never, never sneezed. Don't know what's happening. So they, you know, we're supposed to have this big emotional moment where they're both dead and they've tried to reach out to each other but they didn't make it. And it doesn't work because you're like, well, there's just, there's no emotional work been done here. Like, despite all, anyway. So, both been, like, axed to death. Uh, Ziggy has been, like, stabbed in, like, every major, major organ. Um, and they're both dead, right? Yep. Why do you die? Why do you die if you have been, like, stabbed Kirsty? What is, what is the cause of death? Well, because you bleed too much and then your heart stops. Yeah. You, well, you bleed too much, right? Well, yeah. Or, you you know, you've got massive internal bleeding. Mm-hmm. You, you've just got, you you know, you've run yeah. out of blood, let's say that. Well, apparently everyone dies. The only two ways that you die is your heart stops beating or your lungs stop breathing. But obviously... I, I don't know if that's true. Well, yeah, it is, but obviously there are many, many thousands and millions of reasons that those things will happen. Well, surely, like... Ultimately, a cause of death is your heart stops beating or your lungs stop breathing. Well, yeah, right, yeah. So, like, your heart will stop beating because your system cannot function, for instance. But there's loads of ways that that can happen, obviously. So they're both dead with, like, massive internal trauma, huge bleeding. I'm not a doctor, by the way. Every... (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Please don't, yeah. Please don't. Don't answer that in even a pub quiz. (laughs) This is not medical podcast. Um, unfortunately. So yeah, she's been like, you know, ripped open, stabbed, like major organ situation, blah, blah, blah. And then her boyfriend, who by the way is a camp counsellor and she's there. So that's a real fucking issue, which they reference in fact, as if to try and get around it. But then they just just, do it anyway. Can't just hang a fucking flag on something and then carry on. Oh, look, isn't this kind of troubling? Mm -hmm. Okay. He then comes over and gives her CPR. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. And here's the thing. If you do CPR on someone, you break their ribs. Like, if you do it properly. Like, it's really fucking brutal. It's a very physical process, and it will cause you greater physical damage. But the thing is to just blah, blah, blah. But no, she just comes to life again. Oh. Oh, magic. She's still covered in axe wounds. Oh, why doesn't he bother trying with the other one? Oh, I don't know. Fuck her, I guess. For some reason, the knife and the axe did different things. And then... It's just fine again. And also you're like, he probably could have gone to the other one because he just saves Redhead and then just stays there and you're like, mm, you, you want to do the other one? Just gonna be, just, no. she's, I guess she's dead, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Insane. We're not even finished yet. Oh, God. Because now we go back to present time, being 1994, <laughs> which is present in my head. Um, and Ziggy is clock lady and all the kids are like you're ziggy and you're like yeah fucking duh how do you think she knew the story yeah she was gonna have to be one of them and she's the only one that's fucking alive so who did you fucking think it was it makes no sense for them to be surprised i i think that was put in for us the stupid viewer who has clearly gone into a coma by how boring this film is they don't trust us no they they don't don't trust trust us us. at all do you know what it reminded me Guy Joe Jr. Oh my god. <laughs> did, did you? It is the Guy Joe Jr. of film direction. That you're like, I fucking know. I got it. I was watching. I got it. I was reluctantly watching this entire film, so I understand that she is Ziggy. Yeah. Because she was going to have to be, because who else could it be? But also there's some problems there, because there's loads of scenes where Ziggy wasn't present, so you're like, how did you know that then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Script editor. Mm-hmm. Well, I do um, film critique corner. Oh, I'm still going. I'm not even finished. Oh, go on. Okay, because we're we're nearly at the end of this film. Uh, there's also then there's a shot of all the murdered. Oh yeah, you know how we're doing like one good thing. Mm-hmm. I think there's one good moment where there's a shot of all the teenagers who've been murdered. Excuse me, <laughs> my sandwich is returning again. All laid out under blankets, um, and I think that's actually horrible. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of horror films. You have, you know, this kind of body count and you're like, oh, these dead people. But then to actually see it all laid out and you're like, wow, they're actually like loads young teenagers, dead loads kids, of them yeah. dead. 
that's actually really horrible. Yeah. So I thought that was a quite a good moment in yeah. an otherwise not good film. Yeah, I agree. Um, is that what it, is that oh, the God, end? We're not even finished. <sighs> so they ne- we're in uh, we're in. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> They, they were in 1994. They need to reunite Seraphia, the witch's body that they found in the woods, remember, in the first film, and the hand that was buried under the tree at the camp. But now the tree is in the mall. And they've because... somehow not dug up the hand, even though it takes her about 30 seconds to dig deep enough to find it. Yeah, which, how the fuck did that just stay there the whole time? Yeah. Like, they didn't change the soil around the tree it's like when they built a fucking mall around it? This is the thing. Script editor. How difficult would it have been to just like do a tiny montage of them having to dig really deep or something, having to uproot the tree or anything? She she digs about two inches and she's like, oh look, oh, this look, hand has this... been here for 20 years. Yeah, somehow. Fucking ridiculous. Like as if no fucking horrible little toddler. Or a dog. Or a dog has dug into that soil. Or in the this construction whole time. of an entire mall around within like a foot of where it is would probably unearth it. Anyway, <clears throat> we have another blacklight scene because they really like blacklight oh, in these yeah. films. Um, yeah, the hand is still there. But when the protagonist, whose name is Dina, mm-hmm. there we go, when Dina touches the hand, she is transported back in time to the olden days, but like really like Blackadder days, really old, <laughs> old days. There's four different time periods in Blackadder. I love that that's the fucking thing that you chose. That's the one that's most vivid in my mind. The Aldrich original being the, the peasant. The Black Adder. Yeah, the medieval When one. was that? Hang on. That's surely the... That's the classic one. Oh, no, everyone hates that one. Oh, I don't, I'm not saying it's the best one. It's just the one that f- first comes to mind. I don't even think of it, because I hate it so much. Oh, well, anyway. Well, that was in uh, 1485. Oh, okay, well, it's actually later than that. It's 1666. So in 1666, when here, in the UK... It was the Great Fire of London, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, 65 was the plague and 66 was the fire. I don't know anything about the past. I learned you know that this. from horrible histories. <laughs> um, and that is the end. And there's a preview of the next movie. And are you excited? Because they're all doing fake Irish accents. Oh, well, let's not even get into that. I'm so put, excited. Put a pin in that. Put a pin. Quite a few people pointed out. It's just like in Buffy when Angel had to do his Irish accent. I don't even know if it's Irish they're trying to do. It could be any one of like 12 countries. It's really tricky. Why couldn't they just let them have their accents? Because I have to say, during the three attempts I made to watch this film, we were also watching Chernobyl, which is very good, although very depressing. You know, the the drama that was on about Chernobyl. And one thing I really liked about it is all the actors kept their own accents. Yeah. So, like, some were English, some were Scottish, I think a couple were American. And, like, see if they had all been doing fake Russian accents, it would have just been comical. Yeah. So, again, I was like, you could have just let them keep their American accents. You mean, like, in uh, the trailer for House of Gucci? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's this new Lady Gaga movie all about, like, uh, the House of Gucci. (laughs) Oh, is she doing an Italian accent? They're all doing Italian accents. Oh, she's Italian, Italian American, so she might be okay at she it. She doesn't know what Italian Americans oh. don't know what Italian is. Okay, come on. <laughs> I was trying to give her a chance. One of them is Jared Leto, and he's oh, definitely God. not Italian American. He is the most appalling actor. I saw him <laughs> in that Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and he was doing everything in poet voice. Oh no! With pauses in all the wrong places, and I was just watching it absolutely gobsmacked because the last thing I had seen him in. I mean, he was shit in Suicide Squad, but so was everyone. You can't be good in that film. But the thing I had seen him in before that was... Fight Club. Uh, Fight Club and Requiem for a Dream. And he was quite good in them. So I was yeah. like, I had it in my head that he was quite a good actor. And then yeah. I watched him in this and I was like, oh, he's been shit this whole time. <laughs> and he tricked us. <laughs> he was in good films where everyone else was good. And that kind of masked his shitness. Oh, good direction. You can yes. take a bad actor and give him good direction. And you can really cover over a lot of that. But, he, but there was nothing to cover him over, and he's awful. You should watch the trailer. It's really, really funny. Yeah, well. It's like, I would watch that film. <laughs> but comedy, the trailer looks Comedy really... purposes. Wow. Okay. Anyway, this is Film Criticism Corner. Okay, I'm excited. Here is some other, So David has a film uh, undergrad degree. Okay. 
here are some of the comments. He was the one who brought up the music issue. Yeah. And like the la- that denotes a lack of trust in your viewer, which also then probably comes from a lack of trust in the script. So they probably know the script is fucking shit. Mm-hmm. So then they've tried to cover it over with the terrible sound design. Oh, it's like they know you're going to be drunk when you watch it or something. Yeah. Although if, even, that, uh, anyway. even then. I can still follow stuff when I'm drunk. So here are some of his just free choice comments. <clears throat> so I see we're going for broad characterization. <laughs> Um, this is classic bad writing where you mistake people being pricks for being interesting. Oh, yeah. Because they've just been dicks the entire fucking time for no reason and in a non-interesting way. You're like, oh, I'm spiky and quirky. And you're like, no, you're a dickhead. Yeah, you're just a twat, man. Yeah. Like, I just don't give a fuck about you. And the acting is bad and the dialogue is terrible. No, 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 twat, man. You were so pleased with yourself all the way through that. And in reference to the music... I know you've got the Netflix money. I know you've got it. But you don't have to do this. <laughs> it's just like, it pushed him to the brink by the end. And then we, I had to make him uh, watch the third one. <laughs> oh. And the only good thing is that it's bookended by two different versions of The Man Who Sold the World. So we get yeah, the Nirvana one at the beginning, and then at the end we get the David Bowie one. That was quite nice. That was the single enjoyable thing. But see, if they hadn't had all the music in the middle... It would have been much better. Yeah. Like, think of the power of that. Yeah. If they got, if, if they just removed all of the sound design from everything else in the mm-hmm. film, it would have been better. Yep. Terrible. Logan's Terrible. favourite line, though. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go on. Sane people don't chop up their friends. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's a sea of shit, isn't it? So I know. It's just one nice fish. I found there. a little bit of corn in the sea of shit. <laughs> is that good? Is the corn better than the shit? I don't, I don't even know, know anymore. Is. I mean, I, I wouldn't know. eat shit. And have eaten corn, so by, I wouldn't by... eat corn that came out of a shit though. Do, oh, you're saying corn, not corn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying corn because the corn is in your poo. I did think it was weird that you were talking about corn. No, I thought it was corn. <laughs> corn with a capital C. Don't make me laugh too much because I really need to pee. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I had three glasses of water before the. Please don't piss started. on my cushion. I'm trying not to. Trying my best. That's my memoir. Please don't piss <laughs> on my cushion. <laughs> um, Heather. Is it good though? No. Zero. Zero well, out of five. Honestly, I can't even be mad about it because it's so bland. It's, it's not so even bland. Nanny. It's like aggressively bad. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> aggressively bland. <laughs> that I can't even be mad about it. I just can't. I, I heard someone say it was the best of the three. And I'm no, like, who said did you watch that? a different film? Did you watch the films in the wrong order? They've, they've I... learned the numbers in the wrong order. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't go, <laughs> doesn't go one, three, two. It yeah. Goes, yeah. No, you you did the numbers wrong there, mm-hmm. didn't you? Terrible, no. Awful, awful. It's just a really Zero. boring. See, I was thinking, oh, maybe if you've got like a real nostalgia for 70s horror. I fucking love 70s horror, so Same. it didn't even nope. give me that nostalgia. However, as a potential counterpoint, perhaps it is the most fear street of the books. Because it's, it's shit. C- completely tonally inconsistent, doesn't make any sense, sudden escalations of violence, um, Stephen King reference... That's referencing true. other horror films in a way that's completely nonsensical, mm-hmm. um, awful characters, uh, pranks, unconvincing conflict, unconvincing conflict. Yeah, maybe it is actually the is. most. Maybe he wrote it. The most roboty. <laughs> maybe he wrote it. Well, because the next thing is it good bad though. No, I mean, no. But is it pointy or is it uh, fair streety? No, I guess it's, it's roboty. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the most robot steiny. And that's why it's shit. That's why it's the worst one. <laughs> Oh god, what a sad state of affairs that so we're that's... watching these films and making podcasts I know. <laughs> I really... I was quite hopeful for these films, I have to say. And with each viewing, my hopes have been dashed I further. liked the first one because my expectations were so low. And then it t- this took this and, and it shot all over me. This film said to me, you know what, Heather? Don't hope. <laughs> Honestly. You know what, Heather? Give up. Just give up, yeah. Just give up. Do you Nothing, find a nice bit of nothing's good. lack of disappointment there? Oh, we've added to it. Now it's more disappointment. You specifically can't have nice things. No, I really can't. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, don't watch it. What are we doing next week? Oh, good question. The wrong number. Mm. We're back on the books. And then we're doing the third film at the end. To wrap it up. Yes. Yeah, so we're doing um, the next one, two, three, four episodes are the books. Yeah. And then we're back with the last film. Uh, so it's the wrong number next week. So I'm excited about that. A oh. phone-based horror. <laughs> They're always good, aren't A they? landline-based horror. <laughs> that Who doesn't want that? badly at all. 
<laughs> it's funny how there's now like car phone based horror. Although we have had a car phone in uh, in some of the pointies. I guess because teenagers didn't. I didn't even see a car phone because they were for like really I've rich never, people. Yeah, I've never seen a car phone. I'm trying to think. Have I seen one in real life or only in films? I don't think I've seen one in real life. No, I haven't. No. We're not posh enough. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. So we will see you next week. Um, and how do we wrap up? My brain has, tur- has started leaking out of my ears <laughs> from watching and then talking about this film. <laughs> Social media. You oh, can yeah. find us on Twitter. Tell us what you think about this film. Yeah. Are you the person who think it's, thinks it's the best of the three? Please state your case. I mean, you're not going to convince me. I, but need, you can to, if you but want. I need to know yeah. your thoughts behind <laughs> it. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. Oh, yeah, and Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. And you can uh, give us money every month if you like us to be angry. Not the, the money, just so because we'll get angry at the books we read. That didn't yeah. flow very well. I make but... Heather read the worst books on the Patreon. Oh, catastrophic. Just awful. Terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Yeah, uh, and if not, we, we'll just see you next week. And uh, don't watch the film. Don't watch the film. Bye.